are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope. Yeehaw, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not yep. be based solely on advertisements. I can't That's say right. that word. Advert, advert. Advertise. Adverts. You say adverts? Adver- well, That's adver- what Doug adver- Vaughn says. Way to say it. Adverts. It's a shorter way. It's advert. Especially when you're doing radio ads, because yeah. you got a certain amount of time. Those disclaimers can take up a lot exactly. of time. Point. Sometimes they speed it up. You're right about the, you know, the lawyer thing that you're talking about right there. That's you got to do a disclaimer. Exactly but I right. mean, I'm not really. I mean, we're pre- presented by stltaxlawyer.com, but we also have that on our website. Yeah. So you're directing people to the website. Exactly. So that's where you have more and disclaimers. The good thing of directing them there is that they get to touch with you, and when you apply yourself, they to don't their touch. Si- <laughs> they no, they don't touch, touch you. They get in touch with you. They get in touch. Okay, fine. But when you apply yourself to their situation, it comes out a win. So. That's the stltaxlawyer.com. There you go. And we're also broadcasting, like I said, from the Miller Furniture Studios. Yep. Miller Furniture, also with a website, millerfurniture.com. It's M-U-E-L-L-E-R furniture.com with locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and, of course, Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. We may be uh, in need of a couch. I mean, the, the kids and the dogs just destroy our furniture. I mean, it's oh. just... Uh, I'm 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 debating when a, what what to do there because you got to. Here's what you do. What's the, I bought an expensive couch once as way years back when the kids were little. Oh, the kids want a dog. I don't want a dog. The kids want a dog. I want a dog. Okay, so I'm a happy-go-lucky dad and father. I buy this dog. Prior to buying the dog, maybe a couple of weeks before that, I bought this beautiful blue leather couch. Beautiful. So we go away for the weekend, not the weekend for the day. And come back, and the couch ain't nothing but the insides of the couch. Oh, yeah. The leather's been torn. The inside has been, like, thrown all over the floor and everything, the cotton or whatever they have on the inside there. And uh, and uh, I hate to say this, but uh, we gave the dog back to the oh, no. wherever uh, they, uh, we got it from. But that was... Understandable. Uh, well, I just had bought... So here's what you do. If you got stuff like that, you don't buy expensive furniture, man. You have expensive furniture in a room the dog can't get Well, into. see, that's what we're going to do. So we're thinking about con- turning one of our rooms, making it more of a lodge feel. So that's a where lodge. Miller Furniture comes in because I want to get some – I like I love leather furniture, and they yeah. have one of the best selections of leather yeah, furniture. Exactly. And get, a, get some stuff where, like you said, we block that room off yeah. from – not only the dog, but the kids. Because the kids are a bigger problem than the dog, frankly. In a way, when yeah. With chocolate, markers. Exactly right. God knows what else. I mean, it, it never ends. With, I didn't uh, understand it until I had kids. But my mom, everything in the house, in the living room, was covered in clear see-through. But see, then you can't enjoy it. So you have to strike a balance between preservation and enjoyment. Like, you can't just put that. I mean, I, I, I feel like... You know, saying a my lot mom of, was a problem. Well, me? I'm just saying, if you're gonna sit on uncomfortable plastic, life's too short to not enjoy the furniture, and that's where you get a Miller. You get quality that will last a long time. I'm not saying it. You know, if the kids, you know, yeah, rub well, their chocolate know, you, fingers on it. Yeah, but actually, they do coat it. They we did this when we bought a couch from uh, 
our old couch from Miller, they put a uh, yeah, they like put kind of, a, kind of coatings on a it. coating on it that does yeah. make it more stain yeah. resistant. Right, but, but if you put like a vinyl see-through covering on there, it's just you know if you're a kid, don't sit on there with your naked booty. Right, because you're gonna be stuck for a while. Yeah. Because your booty sticks on there. Well, if you're in the market for a couch, maybe you're you're yes, past the of uh, <laughs> the point of having children, <laughs> or you know you've got a dog that actually behaves itself. Uh, it's time to step up your furniture game. Step it up with Miller Furniture, M U E L L E R Furniture dot com. Another big problem I've found is the Cheeto fingers. You big oh, Cheeto guy. The I Cheeto fingers, I know, are problematic. And I'll tell they you are. what, Smash, I went grocery shopping this past weekend. Yeah, and. This was kind of when, like, the inflation thing really sort of stood out to me yeah. was the cost of a bag of Cheetos. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm talking the brand name yeah. Crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. I'm telling you, this bag, it wasn't yeah. a snack size that you might get yeah. in, like, a multi-pack. Like family size. But it wasn't, it One also family. wasn't, like, a family size. Right. It was, like, a medium-sized right. bag of Cheetos. I know. Selling for four ninety nine. Oh, right. Really? And the retail, you know, they stamp the retail. I've never understood that they have like a retail price stamped on it. Yeah, but that's not what the store necessarily charges you. Uh-huh. And it was four ninety nine. I couldn't, bu- I couldn't justify yeah. buying the Cheetos. Yeah, 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 at that price. Right. I mean, the cost of everything has gone up. Yeah, but I mean, that seemed outrageous. And then I thought about it, and the Cheeto really doesn't have a great knockoff. The crunchy Cheeto is yeah. a unique item. That you can't go get a generic exactly. that's that'll that'll can't be find as that good anywhere else. That'll be as good. Maybe a I, puff you can get a Cheeto puff. I don't like the puffs but as much as the crunches. The generic puff you can find. Yeah. The I, crunchy I had, Cheetos. I had Cheetos at, at the gas station maybe two weeks ago, and it was like heaven because I haven't had that in a long time because it's one of the things you ain't supposed to eat if you're a diabetic. But I did, and it was like, you know how you hear those heavenly voices and everything. That's what your problem is. You get the Cheeto fingers. And oh, so hey, listen to this, Smash. Okay. As the holiday gets hit by the scariest villain around, inflation. They're talking pumpkins. ABC News. Oh, okay. But this year, the cost of that jack-o'-lantern jacked up to five sixty-eight. It's almost a whole dollar. Space wow. rising costs all across the country, from Texas to Maryland. The price of fuel has affected everything. The fertilizer for his pumpkins has been you know unbelievable it seems that everything has gone up and of course parents see that in the grocery store so it's affected us as well well there you go of this year's see? price of this year's oh yeah but some people some people say <laughs> that's me trying to run the board <laughs> you uh are quite the uh quite producer the producers hey uh, we do we, we make it work we make it work but you know here's what the deal is they jack that pumpkin up from five bucks even Five sixty-eight people say, "Eh, I got sixty-eight cents," and that's the way they play, and they sucker you into buying into inflation. So that a year from now, you're so used to paying that extra sixty-eight cents, you're all right with that. Same with gasoline. That's what they're doing with the gasoline, man. Yeah, and the problem is these are goods that, like a pumpkin. I mean, it's it's only gonna last so long. You ever make pumpkin pie? Maybe you get some pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin. I'm not pie. a fan. My mom makes pumpkin no pie. Way. I'm not big, a big wick. I think you had some pumpkin pie at uh, the Milty Thanksgiving. I totally forgot about that. That Was that exactly right? I think you did. I did. I had a lot of it. That couldn't have been good for the the blood sugar, I would imagine. In situations like that, I shoot up before I go. I shoot up about 30 units. With some insulin? Is that what you do? I shoot up. No, I'm not a pumpkin. I'm not really a dessert guy. I don't. Pumpkin pie, not my thing. If I was going to, if I could choose a dessert, it would be. 
cheesecake or uh, you know, creme brulee is another one that I like. I'm not a big chocolate. Uh, you, know, you don't like chocolate eclairs? No, I don't like chocolate. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like cherry pie. I don't really like any pie. How did your wife ever say I do? Well, I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not a big. She, she likes chocolate. Yeah. But beyond that, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big pie person. But this inflation thing. Getting back to this, all right. It's a real problem. And what we could have here is you've got the economy. Everyone seems to think we're going to fall into a state of you know another recession. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Fed hiking interest rates. I mean, a, a mortgage right now is going for like six and a half percent. I saw seven on the news. Seven percent. I mean, it's yeah. like at, at some point. That's going to impact housing. Yep. You know, housing prices are going to probably, I would think, go down. But then I hear there's no supply. Yeah. So right. th- th- people can't find housing. It's just a weird thing going on right now yeah. in the economy. It kind of has me feeling yeah. uneasy. You've got international, you know, Putin now is threatening, you know, to use a nuclear bomb. You've got, did you see this about the Nord Stream pipeline? Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. It blew somebody, up yeah, somebody, yeah. and, and sabotaged it. Apparently, there was a clip from of Biden saying that. We're not going to, you know, this was like before they went into Ukraine Yeah, where he commented something to the effect of we'll, we'll make sure the Nord Stream 2 doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, this is pretty scary stuff. I mean, you're talking apocalyptic type scenarios where exactly. you got Putin talking uh, nuclear bomb. You got Biden having made that threat. And now this Nord Stream pipeline has burst, which, uh, you know, that's not going to make Putin happy. Well, the thing about or Russia- could it be sabotage? Could it be something where somebody yeah. else did it? You know, because yeah. how do you really know right. who caused it? In the history of Russia, I've studied world history. Is during the Lenin era, they had a thing, and I wish I remembered the title of it, but what they did was they destroyed everything to build it back up. So if he's thinking along those lines, then what he's looking to do is destroy, destroy a portion of the Ukraine and bring it back up, but under Russian control. Destroy through nuclear attack, and then bring up, up the world uh, with whatever control, whether it be American or Russian. Because well, China. I mean, yeah. I think that, that right now China and Russia are aligned and oh, view yeah, us definitely. as the enemy. And you also have Iran, who is aligned with them, who They're hates protesting America. protesting all over the place in Iran over there. You see that? And our allies. I mean, we have the European allies. Um, yep. We've got Japan, who hates China, uh, on our side, theoretically. Um, but, you know, if, if China and Russia were to, let's say China were to go into Taiwan, yeah. for example, yeah, Biden on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago claimed that we would use military force right. to, to defend Taiwan. Yeah. Well, that means we're in war with China. Yeah. Right. And well, we're also not, yes, and we're yeah. fighting a, basically a proxy war in Ukraine against Russia. So, like, that almost becomes a World War III yeah. right then. Yeah. If they go well, into Taiwan. If we're going to send military to Taiwan, why didn't we send military to the Ukraine? It's a great question. And I think that's where Biden stepped in it. I don't think, yeah. I think the, the position should have been ambiguous as it yeah. has been for a long time. What right. would we do versus saying, again, these guys just make stupid comments, kind of like yeah. what they did with drawing a red line in Syria when he was vice president, when Obama said, if you use you know, chemical weapons, that's yeah. the red line, we'll, you know, we'll use military force. And then they didn't do it. So you lose credibility yeah. when you make these, guarantees because that's a major i mean for biden to say that is just irresponsible because you're committing you're committing america to a war based on something that very well could happen and then if you don't do it if they do go into taiwan and you don't use 
you know, put boots on the ground. That's a good point. How weak do you look then? Exactly. It's better to stay ambiguous in those situations. Exactly. And Ukraine, I mean, it's like we're basically at war with Russia already by yeah. sending in all of this Billions military, of bil- you know, all this, yeah. all this equipment and, and yeah. guns and javelins and the billions of dollars. We just haven't, at least as far as we know, there might be special yeah. forces we don't know about, but, yeah. I mean, we haven't put boot- American troops on the ground, which is what Biden said he would do in Taiwan. Well, this is what I thought. We are indeed in a war with Russia. Our soldiers and our victims are the Ukrainian people. Because we're seeing what Russia does. Because one of the things about war, you want to see the weaponry. You want to see the fight that your opponent has. Because it's wrong to go to war if you don't know your opponent. So this is one way we know our opponent. And to me, this is a situation where... And I'm saying this in the wrong way because I'm not saying this Republican or Democrat, but one of the things I loved about Trump was that he never said what we're going to do. Right. And I asked him military strategy. He said, that's on the quiet right now because we don't let our enemies, <clears throat> excuse me, COVID. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to let your enemies know no, your you playbook. Yeah. It's giving them your playbook. Just like before this whole thing started with uh, Ukraine, Biden said, we gave them a list of the 20 targets you're not going to hit. Well, who does that? Yeah, I mean, right. so these are the untouchable things. So you're basically yeah. telling the enemy yeah. where you're most vulnerable. I mean, yeah. it's just total insanity. Um, and it's scary because, like I said, with their economy sort of wavering, we don't really know what the next six, yeah. nine, 12 months look like. We're already $30 trillion in debt. We've printed money throughout the the uh, COVID to yeah. prop up the economy. I think a lot of that cash yeah. is now gone, right? And I right. think businesses that you know were able to survive through COVID because of that yeah. government government you know basically free money. And there is no such thing as free money, by the way. We're all going to pay for it eventually. Yeah. But a lot of that money, the PPP loans, uh, the EDIL uh, loans, the employee retention credits, those are still sort of working their way through the system. But, I mean, at some point, like, if you're a restaurant and you've made it through all this and yet now you're you're facing, like, rising food costs, labor shortages, things like that, at some point you're going to say, is this worth it anymore? Right. Because most people, I think, That's right. you know, when you start a business, um, obviously you want to make money, but there's also sort of a passion or, you know, there's a hobby sort of, you know, a hobby element to it, especially in the restaurant or uh, yeah. retail game. And at some point you're going to say, yeah, this isn't worth it. Um, and then you close and you go find, you know, something else to do. And then you no longer become an employer. You're no longer willing to take the risk to employ people. So that leads to unemployment. Yeah. Leads to, you know, people not being able to pay their bills, not being able to pay their mortgages, which leads to a banking crisis. I mean, I just am nervous about sort of, we haven't really experienced the full fallout of COVID yet. And now we're faced with rising interest rates and inflation, which is a pretty devastating combination. I just got done with my second round of COVID. That's six, like your six days. That's like your fifth round of COVID. Uh, well, maybe so, but <laughs> in the hospital, second round. And then uh, this time, about 10 days quarantine. And the after effects don't, I don't linger. Understand. After you're effects still, linger. You're long hauler? Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Very unfortunate. That's the, All right, so here's what you're I want to You're feeling better now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here I am. Here's what I want to say. You're talking about starting up businesses and everything. Salute and congratulations to you because your business now is five years old. Yeah, that's great. The anniversary, Thank right? You. Yeah, you got right. some sort of awards here. Uh, I'll stop. 
We did. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal. Missouri awards. Lawyers Weekly. Yeah, up and coming, awards, up and man. coming attorney. I know. I like to think I've already arrived. Smash. So I was a little, you know, the up and coming. I'm just yeah, kidding. But you but know, you I know got what? a little grief over that. Oh, the up and coming, coming. Up I and coming. I forgot about that, but that's exactly what this. But said. it's lawyers under forty. Yeah. Which I am under forty, despite my looks. A lot of people think I'm. Yeah, a lot of people think, think you're I'm like 50, fifty or so. It's terrible. Yeah. The hair, receding hairline. You ever thought the, about plugs? Kind of the pear shape. The uh, the, the cabardine. The. The pleated, I have thought about plugs actually. Ever thought about Sono Bellow more, and more, just uh, suck some of that fat out of there? <laughs> more, I've lived, I've lost a little bit. Um, yeah, look great. More of the not so much plugs, but maybe some sort of, um, I don't know, some of those Tupé? restoration. Oh, I guess that is kind of plugs. A toupee, you know, absolutely. Oh, I don't really care. Yeah, get hair extensions and get dreadlocks, and then you're a white guy gone dread. I don't think people will buy into that. So I'm growing a little bit of a beard. Have you noticed? A little bit. For my Halloween costume, which I'm not going to share with you what it is. Captain Oak. But, no, no. Beard. But I can't really grow it. Like, you've got this amazing beard. Not as amazing as I want it to be. The problem is, I can't, it's just, I don't have a real thick uh, filler, but I don't want to do, like, a fake beard. I feel like that's, that's kind of lame. If you have a Halloween costume. Captain Hook. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you in time. Once it's it's finalized, me and Mama Mill are still having a little bit of a dispute over whether. What is she going to be? We don't know yet. So she, I'd like okay. her to do a couple's costume. Yeah, that's what and I'm thinking. The person she that she would be, she doesn't know what you're going to be. For my person, she would have to be a certain someone. Adam and Eve. And she doesn't want to be that. She doesn't want to be that. She, she doesn't want to be that. She wants to do the Flintstones, which I've been Fred Flintstone before. Yeah. My mom made me a great Fred, Fred Flintstone costume yeah. when I was in grade school. I feel like it's a little tired, a little played. Flintstones. You be the Flintstones. It's a, I mean, it's an easy one. Fred and Wilma yeah. and me and Lady Chop Chop. Will be Barney. Barney and Rubble. It'll be great. Is it Rubble? Pebbles. Barney Rubble. No, it's Barney. But his wife is named <laughs> Pebbles. Betty. I Wait. don't know what it is. Been a Fred while. and Wilma. Fred and Wilma. Barney. Barney. Dar- and Betty. Whoever yeah. Barney's wife is. Betty Rubble. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, again, I. it's just kind of a, it's a play. It's a played. It's been done. It's just not that but Not exciting. done the Mark Milton way. True. I mean, the greatest showman costume is phenomenal. I still have that from last year, what? which I could. The greatest showman, Hugh Jackman. Obviously, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong resemblance there. Oh, so with yeah, Hugh, with Hugh Jackman. Ringmaster's uh, type of costume. For, yeah, I don't. It's the greatest showman. Okay, that's, I was that's the greatest kind of showman. What's costume to me? <laughs> Why is that? No, I had a cane, a top hat. It's a great look. I like Everybody having a little. Could do that, man. No, they not like this. My oh, mom right. made an unbelievable. Oh. How old are you? Showman, greatest showman costume. How old are you? Thirty-seven. And your mom's still working for you. Like <laughs> she does, she does. Thank you, mom. She does a lot for it. Thank you, mom, for all you do. Um, so where were we? Uh, getting back to inflation. Uh, estate yes. planning. Let's talk estate planning gift tax. So they yes. just increased as a result of they kind of do this every year, but the uh, the uh, you can give up to seventeen thousand uh, dollars per person away now uh, and not be subject to gift tax, which is uh, it's a nice... Why would it, you be subject to gift tax So here's the deal, Smash. This is what people do. So it's let's my talk, money, I'm dead. But they can tax you on it. Estate tax, Terrible. if you have a certain amount of assets when you die, the government can come in and tax you on it, the value of your estate, if you're over a certain threshold. So right, right. now, the threshold to be subject to the estate tax is like $12 million. Okay? Wow. So if you're under that, then... You're not going to have to pay a state tax. Oh, really? And if you get close to that amount, then it gets tricky because then you have to kind of decide whether or not you yeah. want to file an estate tax return. But here's the deal. Here's what people do 
to get under that threshold, they can give away money throughout their life. And they can give away up to $17,000 for tax year. At tw- death. What's that? At death. No, while they're alive. Oh, really? To, to, to draw down their wealth while they're alive. And what that does is it allows you to give money to your, your um, family members. Kids, whatever, yeah. Um, while you're alive, maybe you get to see the satisfaction of them actually using the money. They don't pay tax on it. You don't even have to file a gift tax return if it's under seventeen thousand. Yeah, and so you know, and all the while you're bringing down your your net worth because yeah, that amount right. could change. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before the uh, tax law changed in 2018, the gift the estate tax exclusion amount was only like six million, so they doubled it. Uh-huh. Okay, but they could change that again. So you know, it could go down to six million. It could go down to two million. It could go down to one million. Right. And then you're in a situation where everyone's having pay the estate tax right, and it is right. sort of crazy because when you're throughout your life presumably you're earning this money you're accumulating wealth you're uh, generating interest dividends capital gains you're paying tax all throughout your life and then they get to tax you again when you die you so did. i sort of i have a philosophical problem with the estate tax but i also am not a big fan of like inherited wealth right right you don't want people that just can inherit all this money why not well, I don't know. I'm just I struggle with it. What are your What are your thoughts? You think it's okay to just have inherit a bunch money? of people that inherit a ton of money sure. and don't have to do, don't have to be productive or do anything? Yeah. For example, my dad passed away. All right, so we got uh, whatever the inherited money was. I don't feel bad about that for one main reason, because I helped dad at minimum wage for the longest period of time. So you're bitter. You're bitter. <laughs> bitter. I mix. I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. <laughs> so you're bad. You feel like your bitter. dad didn't didn't take care of you. He did. It was for, magnificent. Oh well, you seem like you were complaining no. about the minimum, minimum wage. No. Here's the complaint. Uh, okay, I'm gonna slide. Slide. You telling me? I'm moving over to another subject. Oh. Right. No, no, no let's finish. No, I, I am going to. Okay. But when you're telling me that while I'm alive. I can only give $17,000 away under this. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I'm alive. Who are you to tell me how much I can give away? I give I give away a million bucks to my kids if, if I got it. You could, but it will impact the amount. So when, okay, if you did that, yeah, that, that amount would then be sort of credited back to your assets when you, di- when you die. Yeah. For estate tax purposes. Yeah. So this is a way to draw it down. Say you got ten grandkids, you give away one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year to to draw down your wealth. I mean that's an estate planning tool that wealthy people use. What kind of with the with uh, the it has a twofold purpose, right? right. You're getting to give away your money to your your heirs while you're alive to see them use it and benefit from it, and then secondly, you're drawing down. You're never going to need, most likely, depending on what your age is. I mean, you're not going to need twelve million dollars to live, right? Right. So why not draw that down and help avoid estate tax in doing it and give it to, you know, see see your family enjoy it while yeah. they're alive. But you're not going to tell me I can only give them $17,000. No, I'm not saying you, can, you can't give more. Yeah. That's the amount you can give without having to file a gift tax return, without having to worry about the IRS later saying, hey, really? you gave too much. Yeah, you don't pay tax on it. You just, it would go back into your estate for... Calculating so, the estate. So if tax. I gave him twenty thousand, I'd have to pay tax on the three thousand. No, not necessarily. It would just you'd have to report it 
to the IRS on an annual Why? gift tax return so they can track it, so they know you're giving whatever you're giving in excess of that allowable exclusion amount per year would go back towards your estate, your overall estate for estate tax purposes. You know what I love? I don't, we're getting in the weeds here. You know what here. I love about you? What, a lot of Because you work for these people. For the and government. And through the Department of Justice. Right. IRS type stuff. Yeah. You know this stuff, so that's why I have told people and telling people to get to the St. Louis tax lawyer, and if you got a problem with your taxes situation, just like I did, and came to Mark Milton, and he got me through it, and he got me through it in a in a dignified sort of way. That's what we do. We treat I'm people with I'm appreciative of that, man. So I'm telling everybody, do that. So I'm listening to you talk right now, and I'm thinking, man, this guy's talking stuff. I have no idea of what it is. That's why <laughs> you hire somebody like you. It's the old saying. If you want to uplift yourself, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. Well, and I've really gotten into this estate planning stuff because there are so many tax angles, and I've had a lot of experience with uh, helping people with estate slash tax issues. Because a lot of times, if people aren't properly set up before they die, you know, with an estate plan yeah. and, and sort of, uh, you know, designated certain beneficiaries, I mean, they can create real problems for people. Yeah. Um, maybe they haven't filed tax returns in the last couple of years. We've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, where elderly people, um, they get older and they're they maybe getting pension income or retirement income, and they don't realize you know they have a filing obligation. If you're if you're receiving IRA distributions, pension, uh, even Social Security can be taxed uh, depending on what your income is. No, so yeah, really? if you have other income, Social <laughs> Security uh, can be taxable to you. So sure, yeah, you want you want to make sure. Uh, that your loved ones are, you know, meeting their their filing obligations, tax obligations. Yeah. If you've got an older parent or loved one, um, you know, we've seen that a number of times in the last couple of years, where you know the uh, unfortunately someone passes away and the kids go through the house and they find unopened mail from the right. IRS, Department of Revenue, whatever the course, you know, whatever the case may be, and it creates a real uh, nightmare for the for the uh, the survivors. Can I ask you a question? Sure. They, the government. He's getting ready to hire 87,000 IRS agents. Is that what the deal is? What is that all about? So they're getting $80 billion, $43 billion of which has been earmarked for enforcement. Ah. And, yes, the target number is 87,000 new employees, uh, many of which will be on the enforcement side. So I would say for the last, really since I was there, I mean, they have had a huge <clears throat> um, uh workforce issue i mean yeah. they have not had enough people really? to do the work that they need to do and that includes just customer service i'm not yeah. even talking like enforcement i'm talking like just answering phone calls and oh literally opening mail i mean there's mail that is sitting unopened still to this day yeah. since before COVID started yeah. and so uh i mean i was in the d i was with the doj tax division you know working with the irs from 2010 to 14 and during that time i think in around 2010 um, you know, I was one of the last hires before they had sort of a hiring freeze. I mean, you had this yeah. perpetual threat of government shutdown, the sequestration. Do you remember that yeah. phrase that was used? Like they weren't going to, they weren't going to, you know, they weren't, they put a hiring freeze. And exactly. so what you've had is 12 years of, you know, not hiring people. And also you have older employees who are retiring or quitting. And so there's a huge gap there. So they are going to hire more people for customer service. Um, correspondence, things like that. But they also are going to hire, you know, enforcement agents. Yeah. And that means both civil and criminal. You know, there was a lot of talk over 
um, <laughs> they're going to all have guns. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it was very misleading because IRS agents, criminal agents already have guns. I mean, they've had oh, guns. Really? Yeah. They, they carry guns. They're some of the biggest badasses. I'll ask you a question about some that. of the biggest badasses you'll meet are really? IRS criminal investigation really? uh, agents. Well, but civil, there's also the civil side, which would be like auditors. Right. They yeah. call them examinations I prefer to, to make be it civil. <laughs> they, they call it examination to make it sound uh, uh, audit has sort of a nasty yeah. word you know you're getting audited you're getting hurt you're being examined it's not as yeah, bad that's exactly so they call them examinations they also have the collections unit which is in charge of collecting taxes that are owed uh, and so the last couple of years if you owed less than like five hundred thousand, they were just putting you into the automated collection center oh, really and you're having to call in deal with yeah, somebody right. new every time um versus having someone local assigned call them like a bloodhound the revenue officer who's Signed to your case, they actually go visit the taxpayer at their home, their business. Say, hey, you owe you owe money. How are you gonna pay it? Yeah, you need to pay it, et cetera. So that is, you know, if you're someone out there who hasn't filed or you know hasn't paid taxes in a number of years, uh, it's only a matter of time before these eighty-seven thousand employees of the IRS yeah. are onto it, and it's gonna become much more difficult to resolve the longer you wait. You keep kicking the can down the road, and I'll also note. Friday is the last day to file your 2019 and 2020 returns, if you haven't done so already, to qualify for COVID penalty relief. The 30th of September. Correct. So they uh, are forgiving penalties for failure to file. So what most people don't realize is you get penalized not only for failing to file, but also for failing to pay. They're only forgiving the failure to file, so it's sort of COVID-related. But if you haven't filed 19 or 20, or if you filed 19 and 20 late, and you already filed it, and you already yeah. got it penalized, yeah. they're refunding that money. $1.6 billion, yeah. they estimate, is going to wow. be forgiven. Wow, wow, We're just wow. giving money away, Smash. Yeah, it's exactly Money right. we don't have, but let's do it. Yeah, but... Good uh, for my clients. You know, when they're going to hire 87,000 IRS agents, I'm thinking to myself, it's just me. And I'm not for Trump, and I'm not for Biden. I'm for this country. You're for right? America. I am. I am, too. If you got enough money to hire eighty-seven thousand IRS people, come and beat down my walls till I give you my hundred fifty dollars <laughs> that I owe you. Um, why can't you get that much money to hire border patrol? I agree. Somewhere? You know, I agree. Terrible. I'll tell you why. Because it's it's a way to. I think number one, they get a return on the investment. I think they're able to play a sort of budgeting games yeah. with this the expense. Um, I mean, I know when I was at DOJ, the tax division, I mean, it was like a, it was almost a hundred percent return on every dollar they spent yeah, to hire somebody. We right. brought in a, I mean, $2. Yeah. It was, um, it was money well spent, but from uh, what, what you're saying though, I agree a hundred percent. It's like, we have so many problems in our country. Um, yeah, you might say there's a tax gap, right? That's how the Democrats justify this. We have a tax gap. There's no question. I mean, we rely on people voluntarily, Filing their taxes and paying yeah, taxes. Right. It's sort of a misnomer, but that's yeah. what historically, like if everyone just said, ah, we're going to stop filing t- tax returns yeah. and, and the whole system would just grind to a halt. Yeah. With immigration, we're seeing our country basically just evaporate. I mean, we're, yeah. we're losing our identity. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're losing uh, sort of the ability to know who's, who's here legally and who's that's not, right. which right. is, I mean, when you lose the identity of being a citizen, right? Like being an American. Yeah. Then 
it becomes very difficult to get united about anything. That's exactly what's scary. Right. Um, and, and I'm actually reading a book right now by uh, Victor David. Victor, I think it's Victor when Davis. When you got time to read Victor, a book, man. About, what do you do? Watch. I don't watch that much TV. I don't watch TV. So I'll read at night or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like to, I enjoy reading. I think reading yeah. is, you learn yeah, by reading. Yeah, it's supposed to be, kind of massages your mentality muscles. <laughs> well, I, and I like to learn. And there's a book called The Dying yeah. Citizen uh, hey, by Victor Davis Hudson. And he talks about how, you know, it used to mean something to be an American citizen. Yes. Like, people were proud of that fact. And it we united us. America, and it man. united us, right? Yeah. No matter where you were from, exactly right. being an American citizen meant something. Yeah. But if you allow people to just stream across the border, and this isn't just Mexico. I mean, people are coming from literally... You know, country. We Everywhere. don't even know where they're coming from. Everywhere, which is scary. Um, so you've got sort of this. You've got pockets of people, sort of. I'll say invading our country because they sort uh, of are. I'll go with you on that. Um, they're here illegally. They're not yeah. respecting our laws. Many of them are criminals from where they came from. But how can they be invaders if we're open to them crossing the border? We're not. Our laws say you can't do it. My but point they're doing is, it. They're and letting the them cross. Is, the dying citizen means like, hey, if you're gonna have all these pockets of people that aren't really united by anything, yeah. and citizenship doesn't matter, you can yeah. still reap the the rewards right. of what our country offers you. Terrible. Then what's the upside of being a citizen? Exactly. And then you just retreat to your corners of whether it be race, you yeah. know, ethnicity, whatever. I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of what you're seeing, and that's the Democrats are fueling that. They're fueling it yeah. by, you know, whether it be gender identity, race identity, all these labels that they want to impose on people to just divide us even further yeah it's really kind of sad it is sad man because whether you're a you know a masker or non-masker i mean we have all these artificial they really are artificial differences that they're using to to divide us yeah yeah all right let me throw this at you i'm watching the news the other day and they're talking about china is like really getting into south america Oh yeah, and with that in mind, Brazil. With that in mind, is that not a ploy for the future to have? Just like we have bases around the world, why couldn't they in Brazil have a base, an army base, Chinese army base, set to invade the U.S. as they might uh, need to invade the U.S. Almost like Russia had with Cuba back in the '60s. Oh, that's exactly what they're doing, Smash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're basically it's almost like a new world of colonization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're right. doing it in Africa too. That's right. Um, and some of it is just sort of predatory. I mean, they're they're doing these loan, which is kind of starting to bite them. Um, China is lending money to these sort of third world or developing countries yeah. for infrastructure projects and things like that. And if they default, they sort of basically take ownership of land and assets in those yeah. countries. So to your point, they are sort of establishing footholds in places around the world. Um, With their bases. I mean, we still have, obviously, military bases all over the world, but um, it, it's it's definitely something that should be a concern. Um, you know, also just from a geographic standpoint, <clears throat> you know, that's why Cuba was always a threat, right? Right. Cuba's ties to communist Russia or the Soviet Union yeah. was always a concern that they could put a military base or nuclear weapons. And, I mean, for, from my standpoint, China's sort of doing the same thing in South America, Central, maybe yeah. they spread into Central America. Right. Mexico, with all the issues they've had, I mean, is, is vulnerable yeah. to outside influence just with the drug wars and things like that. So I do think 
it's a major it should be a major concern for the u.s but we're worried about just crazy stuff we're worried about you know changing the sex of a child at 12 years old i mean it's like china you know at least has like a it seems like they actually have a vision of like hey we're gonna become a global we're gonna become a global powerhouse like hey you know we're gonna actually educate our kids and with skills that yeah mean something math yeah. electric you know yeah. math computers. engineering computers and we're i mean we're lagging way behind yeah when it comes to education yeah one of the other skills is inventing new germs that we can throw around the world well that's it's i mean we still haven't got, we still watch. haven't gotten to the bottom of that issue yeah. which is the origins of the no, covid-19 they're afraid to who the government yeah no i think they know I but what they are they, it goes back to what are we going to do about it? Nothing. So that's, I mean, I think everyone knows nothing. it originated in the lab in exactly. Wuhan. There's right. no, dis- I mean, there's not really anyone that's. There's deniers. I don't know if anyone's really disputing that other than China, but I mean, it's pretty obvious. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Just let your people get We're not going to do anything. And, you know, you talked about, earlier you talked about Russia with the Great Reset. Yeah. There's a theory that, you know, this was all intended to be sort of a reset of international. Yeah, right norms and you know right. put us and, and look what's happening to us we're, we're we're like teetering on the brink of not only economic collapse but yeah. just as a people yeah we can't get along we can't yeah. talk to each other we can't uh seemingly agree on anything yeah. and china has this sort of unified vision and you know they yeah. rule with this iron fist yeah. uh, the communist party of china and so i do think that makes us vulnerable but what they don't have and what we had, but I think we're losing, is freedom. Freedom is the ultimate equalizer. Yeah. If we can get back to being a land of freedom, yeah. Smash, then See, I think that keeps us at the at the top of the peak. Like that key that separates us. But we've lost a lot of that the last couple of years, and that's what makes me even more nervous about what what the future looks like. But freedom, coming from China, freedom has a different definition. Freedom is you do it this way. And you got no problems. That's freedom in a way. But that's kind of what's happening in America right yeah, now. Yeah, well, good point. Yeah. <laughs> With increase in regulations and like the eighty-seven thousand IRS employees, yeah. like, hey, you can do what you want to do, but don't say anything that we don't agree with. Yeah. Then we'll cancel you. We'll take your livelihood. We'll, you know, basically yep. alienate you, ostracize you from the community. I mean, it's a, it's a way of forcing behavior, viewpoints, social media, same thing. I mean that that's that to me is what's terrifying oh, is yeah. the lack of yeah free market for you know for free markets for information when you've got these oligopolies like Facebook and Google um Amazon yeah, even I mean Amazon like yeah. talk about control I mean yeah. Yeah. they it, it's hard not to want to use Amazon to exactly. buy things but right. I mean when you think about just the dominance they have over their competitors when you think about small you know small retail shop or whatever the case may be. I mean, they, right. it really is all sort of forcing everyone to become institutionalized. And when you're institutionalized, you're less willing to speak out or you're less able to speak out kind of how you feel because you're worried that you'll be silenced or, or yeah. smashed. For yeah, not, exactly <laughs> like, right. I mean, seriously, though, that's like I feel freedom to be to have my own law firm where I can kind of speak my mind. If I was at a big law yeah. firm, I couldn't say the things that I right. say, say now. And I know that other law firms, you know, they've had to kind of buy into some of this woke ideology when right. it comes to diversity and yeah. gender and all these things where it's like, I know that half those people don't agree with this stuff. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. 
I know that for a fact, but they can't, they have to do it. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, if you don't hire a director of diversity, equity, inclusion, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be called out by other people. And it's like, well, I'm not saying I disagree with having diversity, but like to me, diversity is more about like experience, life experience, your background. It's not about race. It's not like pigeonholing you in terms of race, gender, sexual orientation, and these, these things that, again, only serve to divide us. Yeah. See, the diversity. Look, everyone, it's Tony Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) The diversity in you is that you are the St. Louis tax lawyer, stltaxlawyer.com. Yeah, we like STL tax lawyer from a branding standpoint, Smash. If you could stop saying St. Louis tax lawyer and just. (laughs) just (laughs) It's STL tax lawyer. Okay. All right. Thank you. And so you're this guy who's genius at that that kind of stuff. And then on the other side, you're just some. Happy-go-lucky old dad taking care of his kids in the RV, and you're traveling around the country like that, man. That's the dichotomy that is beautiful about having the freedom to be whatever you can be in America. And you can change up from being the St. Louis tax lawyer. STL tax lawyer. Yeah. Beautiful. STL tax lawyer. And, you know, maybe go and meet Ted DiBiase, former uh, heavyweight champion, and you're standing there next to him, and it's kind of like, wow, this could have been – a killer tag team. Jerry the King. Jerry, Jerry the King, King Lawler. Lawler. I saw that, too. That was awesome. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart, one of the greatest managers. You were invited last in year. His, I couldn't go. You couldn't go. Yeah. I know. That would have been. You would have I can't remember go. why. Because you didn't have pants. That was the issue. <laughs> you were invited. I think you're right. <laughs> I think that was it. Oh, like you I said, what do I have to wear? Sweat. I said, well, it's like business professional. Yes. And you said, well, I don't. I said, well, like, you don't have a. <laughs> That's right. I, I said, do you have, I said, you don't have to wear a suit, but you do have to wear pants. He said, well, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you, do have, <laughs> you have to wear not. slacks of some sort. All I wear is shorts I know. or sweats. Well, you'd think, I mean, you'd have some, you need to have some sort of, uh, like, outfit. For, well, at this age, I don't have to be in the public as much as I used to. Yeah. You know? Right. Shorts and sweats, baby. I'll tell you, I'm so, loving this cool weather. This is right I kind of like house. it. Oh, it's I like, great. I like the heat, but this is nice. It's the best. Um, all right, we'll wind, we'll wind it up here. Wrap, right. wrap it up. Is it wind it up? Yeah. Wrap it up. I got to say, nice preparation for today's show, <laughs> my man. That was a great show. <laughs> we we did some very thorough preparation yes, uh, before today's show. This you know is what the, the Mark preparation show. Is? Preparation is your life's experience, my man. My life's experience. And you talk on it. That's preparation. Everybody thinks, well, you got to read this. You got to read that. Yeah, that might be good, but preparation is life's experience. Well, it's funny. Some people say, I mean, I feel like people mock the fact that I do this. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Like, what do you talk about? And I say, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, we talk about, they're like, do you talk about taxes? I said, yeah, we talk about taxes, but we also just talk about random political yeah. stuff. I think politics, I would say law and politics would be kind of the general theme of the you show. You need to start talking culture, man. I don't want to talk culture. Yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? Well, like, no, 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 I, I'm not I talking about. Po- que- yeah, I pose a question to you. What was that? How would you handle being married to Kim Kardashian? Quick answer. I would please. never want to be married. I'm to not asking if you want to be. I'm I don't even know. How no. would you handle that? Plus, Kanye got driven out, right? Okay. And yeah, we're going to cut. We're going to cut it there. She's been married a number of times. Well, she's with that uh, Pete Chris Davidson Humph- now, I guess. Oh, jeez. And I, remember Chris Humphreys, the basketball player? That poor I guy. I liked him. Yeah, he was that a good guy. guy. That was kind of in the beginning he of... He got uh, chumped on the whole deal. I feel like the Kardashian show has had a number of different names, but that was one of the early early shows. And I liked... Um, 
Scott Disick, who's uh, you do, yeah, he's I liked him. I, I was watched him. I used to watch it back in really? the day. Yeah, did you like Chris Humphreys, <laughs> Bruce Jenner, and Kate Jenner? Yeah, now right. Kate Bruce right. was always very entertaining. Be in the yeah. garage, just like when he yeah. was a man, right? Um, doing like model airplanes. And I'm stuff. just wondering, just probably thinking to himself, how the hell do I get out of this? I just hate these people. Did a guy so like, much? Did a guy like Chris Humphreys get any money in that divorce? Off the Kardashians. Side. I don't know. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they at the time, he probably, I don't know that he, I don't know. They probably just went their separate ways, and there probably wasn't a ma- probably alimony a or maintenance. Probably a prenup. I don't know about a prenup, but, like, if they're both earning money and have the ability to earn money and there's no kids involved, generally you don't get, like, you're not going to get awarded money. What kind of country is this? Well, normally it's like child support's a big thing, and then alimony or maintenance, as it's known in Missouri, called maintenance. Yes. So you have to provide yeah. money to your ex to allow them to maintain their lifestyle that they had prior to being married. But a woman can do that to a man, right? Yeah, I mean, you could have okay. a wealthy. Yeah, it, it's not like a wealthy they can't woman dis- wife. They can't discriminate based yeah. on. Oh, excuse me. Based on uh, as they say, coffee. What's I didn't one of the eat. First things I. Well, we are going to head to Rosalita's. You Let's got go. time for Rosalita's I Cantina? We're going to head to the DePere location. You can also check out the downtown location. I was actually just down there the other day. Um, what a spot. I mean, Rosalita's Cantina. Yeah. I mean, if you want margaritas, you want a happy hour, they got three to seven happy hour. Okay? Why do that's you always amazing, take me weed at the bar? That's, why, why well, I like to booth? keep you there um, in case if, something were, if there were to be a medical emergency, we can lay out on the floor. Um, oh, the bar. <laughs> it's easier than get, getting you in and out of a booth. He's laying out on the bar. <laughs> I tell you, you've become a real old man, though. Oh! I mean, you you, you really um, kind of demanding. I've noticed this with older people as they age. Like, you know why? Kind of just like don't give it, don't yeah. give a shit. And I understand. And you kind of just very demanding, very demanding with the servers. Do you know why? Why? Because all my life. So you're acknowledging this. You're admitting that you've become sort of a difficult patron. I saw this in old <laughs> men as I was growing up, and now I've become that old man. It's hard to reason. Watch. Reason. Reason why? Because all my life I did all kinds of nice stuff, nice stuff, nice stuff, and I didn't say nothing. But now, coming towards the end of my life, and it's like, hey, do this stuff right, or you're going to hear from the old man. Oh, well, could you at least give some grace to the people with you? Because maybe they're, they got a long life to live, and they don't want to be embarrassed by, by the way the wait staff is treated. It would be great. But All right, to Rosalita's. I Rosalita, love Rosalita. You're good to them. Yeah, it's Rosalita's. Uh, we've got the bartender that takes care of us when we go yeah, there. Yeah. They also, if you want to get a, you know, you can have a table. You can have a booth. Yeah. They also have the great patio. Patio is The patio is phenomenal. This is a good day to sit on the patio. This would be a good day. Sometimes, though, like the patio, I like to get a lower table. The high top can be a little uncomfortable if your legs are dangling. Yeah. For an hour. I'm good with dangling And then once legs, you start man. loading up the uh, Rosalita's. Uh, the older you get, the less you want your legs dangling. I, I agree. So you don't like that. the bar. So I should we should get a table next time? Oh, you got that. Well, that was the other thing. You got kind of mad at me last time because we sat. I had a nice booth. Well, I think you blew past. This is another old man move. You sort of blew past the hostess stand. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sat I down did. at a booth. I did. And we clearly were. And they kind of, I think it was like a silent form of protest. They didn't really uh, know silent. we were sitting there. But they yeah. also were, I think, punishing you for not. Going through going the proper through the, protocols. Yes, right. uh, there's a process. There's a there's a process. So then I said, well, let's just move to the bar, and then that's what they that's take what care of us. So we might have to do we that love again. Rosalita's. I'm telling you, the happy hour, Monday to Friday, yes. 3 to 7. 
Some of these bars, right. they promote happy hours, and it's like five to six or yeah. six. You know, it's right. three to seven is the heart of happy yeah, hour. It is. You, I mean, whether Four you want to go early, happy hour. whether you want to go early, late, you get margarita specials, beers, right. cocktails, yeah. wine, iced tea with lemons, as I like to enjoy, and Smash demandingly enjoys on his own. I do. <laughs> you know tea. why? Water, no I'm ice. No and the water, I've, no. I've lived this long the water, to get this far. The water, no ice. is always a classic. So they got to stay there and fill up a whole freaking cup of water with no oh, ice. Yeah. That's tough as a server. That yeah. ice is a filler. Yes, it is. Um, but we love you, Smash. And we love Rosalita's. Oh, yes, we do. Check them out at rosalitascantina.com. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlord.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Miller Furniture and Rosalita's Cantina. You are listening to the Mark Milton Show again. The podcast available on iTunes. Smash couldn't find it, but it is there on right. iTunes. It's also available at themarkmiltonshow.com. Anywhere you podcast. We have this thing that it, it promotes it everywhere. It's on, it's on all the podcast networks. All right. Check it out. Like us on social media. And we'll be back next week. Take care.